Hi, I'm Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All New Covenant Messages, Part 8, Made to Last Forever, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if the tent, which is our earthly home, is destroyed, dissolved, we have from God a building, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Do you consider, look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen? Things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting, but things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. In this present abode, body, we sigh and groan inwardly because we yearn to be clothed over, to be put on our celestial body like a garment, to be fitted out with our heavenly dwelling, so that by putting it on, we may not be found naked without a body. As believers, we are commanded by the word of God to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to be clothed in his righteousness. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, they were naked and ashamed. But God clothed them, and though our sin was as scarlet, Jesus made us whiter than snow. He is our dwelling place, our hiding place, our high, strong tower. He alone fills our hearts with songs of deliverance, and whenever we are afraid, we can trust in Him. Let the weak say, I am strong in the grace of the Lord. In the power of His might, and in His name, we overcome this present darkness, the world, sin, and death. The spiritual ministry of the Holy Spirit causes mankind to obtain and be governed by Him, share in His glory, His goodness, tender mercies, loving kindness, his favor and grace. The law condemns, dooms us, but the love of God as shown in Christ infinitely more abounds it in splendor, exceeds and excels it, makes us righteous in God's eyes, produces and fosters righteous living and right standing with God in the face of Jesus. Everything of this earth passes, fades away, comes to nothing, but the word of God and the things of God are eternal, last forever and ever. Our hope, confident joy, and expectation is to be found in Him, for hope will not disappoint us. We should not be putting a veil over our face like Moses, or in any way, shape, or form be trying to cover up the splendor and glory of the things of God in our life. Let your light shine. It should not be put in under a bushel. Don't allow your mind and heart to grow hard and calloused, become dull, to lose the power of understanding, but use the gifts and talents that God has given you to reveal Christ in you as the hope of glory, the hope of Israel, the hope of the world. As believers, we are constantly being transformed, transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another by the word of God, the Lord, and the Holy Spirit. We are to be completely submerged dipped and baptized into his holy and precious name. Our goal and duty is to take the gospel of God, the good news of Christ to all nations and peoples in Jesus' name, because mankind was created God to last forever. So we should be consumed with the desire to save every living soul. Each of us as Christians holds and should be engaged in the ministry of God's mercy, granting favor, grace, his benefits, opportunities, and especially his salvation to all. 
Do not get discouraged, despondent with fear, or become faint with weariness and exhaustion, because your labor is not in vain. God will work everything together for his, yours, and others' good. He wants none to perish or be lost, but all to come to repentance. Many are blinded, so that they should not discern the truth by the God of this world, Satan, but we can illuminate them with the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and likeness of God. We should be preaching and teaching Jesus. His word brings healing and eternal life to all who believe and receive it. You and I possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in our frail human vessels of earth. In our weakness, God shows his strength, his grandeur, and exceeding greatness of his power. In our death to self, the resurrection life of the Lord Jesus is shown forth by and in our bodies. Whatever you are going through, it is just a momentary affliction, a temporary thing. But through its death will come the transcendent glory and blessedness, the essence of Christ, his life that never ceases. As the body of Christ, his representatives here on earth, his ambassadors, we should be clothed in his righteousness and take his message, his word to all, in Jesus' name. Life is a temporary assignment, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. The Amplified Bible states, For our sake he made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as in, and examples of the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. We are God's fellow workers and should be laboring together with him in Christ by the Holy Spirit living, moving, and having his being in us. Even in cyberspace, God is virtually manifesting his glory, his goodness, mercy, and grace to all nations and peoples. In and through Jesus, the church, the body of Christ, is endued with power from on high. It does not matter if you feel like it, view yourself as being all that God has created you to be in Jesus, but the truth remains. You are the righteousness of God in Christ, his ambassador, Christ's personal representative, examples of what we ought to be, approved by him, accepted as children of the Most High God, and in a right intimate communion and fellowship, an eternal, everlasting relationship by his goodness. God is good all the time, his tender mercies that are new each and every morning. His loving kindness is better than life itself here on earth, and his favor keeps us in his perfect will for our life in Jesus. Never take advantage of God's grace, his merciful kindness, his holy influences on our soul keeping and strengthening us. He hears your prayers, is your ever-present help, our deliverer and salvation. Today is the day of salvation, Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8. 
God in Christ reconciled, restored the world to favor with himself, and he is not holding or counting any of our trespasses against us. All our sins are washed away by the precious blood of the Lamb. Our debt has been canceled. We are pure, holy, and blameless in his sight. Now we have this treasure in earthen vessels, and God has committed unto us the message, the ministry of reconciliation and restoration in Christ Jesus. This is our calling, our mission, our purpose, for Christ's sake, to make his appeal, beg others to take hold of that for which Jesus has taken hold of us. By word and deed, our aim should always be to bring all into harmony with him. Old, previous moral and spiritual conditions are to pass away because the fresh, new and living way has come in and through Christ Jesus. He offered up himself a sacrifice in our stead, on our behalf. So should we not give him our all and offer up ourself as living sacrifices unto him? Be reconciled to God and reconcile the world unto him in Jesus' name. Life is a temporary assignment. James chapter 4 verse 4. You are like unfaithful wives, having illicit love affairs with the world and breaking your marriage vow to God. Do you not know that being the world's friend is being God's enemy? So whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of God. James chapter 4 verse 4. Never let it be said that James doesn't cut to the chase. Put all the cards on the table and speak the truth. Most of us might feel like a punching bag after sticking our head into this book, but God is a loving Father and disciplines those He loves. The primary goal here is to correct the attitude of your heart and allow you to focus on the things of God, not the ways of the world. Are there wrong purposes, evil, selfish motives, intentions to get what you desire and spend it in sensual pleasures? God created you, has a perfect and acceptable will, plan and assignment for your life, and it is for good, not evil. His motive and intention is for you to delight in Him, and He will give you the desire of your heart. This earthly life is but a breath, 70 to 80 years at the most, a temporary passing through, a brief journey, but the abundant life in Christ Jesus is eternal and everlasting. Every sense, feeling, and emotion that God has created you with is for your good pleasure, but the enemy seeks to distort and pervert the beauty of love and life. We must look beyond the natural sphere of things and enter into the spiritual. Paul the great apostle did not want the Corinthian church to be ignorant of spiritual gifts, and certainly Jesus, while giving the Sermon on the Mount, speaking the truth of God's word, wanted to open up our eyes to the true spiritual meanings of them when he said, But I say unto you, You can become a murderer by hating someone as far as your heart is concerned. Jealousy, covetousness, envy, anger, fighting and wars are of the flesh, the sinful nature. Real fulfillment of our heart's desires, gratification, contentment, and true happiness, the joy that you seek is found in God. My soul, wait thou only, 
only upon God, for from Him comes my expectation. James tells us that we have not because we ask not. The word of God is clear. Seek ye and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Ask, believe and receive in Jesus' name. Even in the church today, strife, discord, feuds, conflicts, quarrels and fightings arise from sensual desires that are ever warring against the spirit in our bodily members. This should not be. If we are walking in the Spirit, then we should be walking in love. God is love. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Wherever love appears, put your name there. And if you are lacking in any area, ask God to fill in the blanks. Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Make it your aim, your great quest, and earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments especially that you may prophesy, that is, interpret the divine will and purpose in inspired preaching and teaching. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Whatever we do in this temporary, earthly life, our assignment from God is to do it all in love. Resist the devil and he must flee from you. Have you been disloyal to God, your spouse, your neighbor? As sinners, our hands are soiled. We have wavering, divided interest, and committed spiritual adultery. Be penitent, grieve, weep, and be shameful over your sins, because they sent Jesus to the cross of Calvary to pay the penalty for your debt. Feel insignificant in the presence of the Lord. Humble yourself in His sight, and He will lift you up. Do not speak evil, accuse, Satan is the accuser of the brethren, malign, criticize or presume to pass judgment on others. There should be no boasting or self-conceit among us. So any person who knows what is right to do, but does not do it, to him it is sin. James chapter 4 verse 17. God is faithful to us always and Jesus never ever fails. He is our husband and we are his bride. So should we not refrain Faithful and true to Him? Do not love the world, but love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength. The choice is always yours to make, so choose wisely. Jesus is our ever true lover and friend. He longs to sing you His love song over and over again. Take your stand and renew your marriage vow to God today in Jesus' name. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Beloved, I implore you as sojourners, strangers and exiles in this world, to abstain from the sensual urges, the evil desires, the passions of the flesh, your lower nature, that wage war against the soul. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. For any of you who feel or have ever felt like you were not God's own purchased special people, Receivers of his tender mercies, Hosea chapter 2, verse 23, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds, display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, Exodus chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. You have not delved into his holy and precious word, 
as brought forth by the Spirit of the living God in the book of First Peter. We as Christians, witnesses, are to conduct ourselves properly, honorably, righteously, and glorify God by the good works He has prepared for us to do in Christ Jesus. Are you submissive to every institution and authority for the sake of the Lord? If the church was busy in what God has called us to do, rather than worrying about the thou shalt nots, the world would be a better place, and we would silence, muzzle, gag the ignorant charges, ill-informed criticisms, but sometimes truthful accusations of the lost. Are you doing right, living a free, good, and honest life in the eyes of God and man? Do you show respect for all men everywhere, Treat them honorably with love, serve, submit with all proper respect. Not only to those who are kind, considerate, and reasonable, but also to those who are surly, overbearing, unjust, and crooked. Christ suffered on the cross of Calvary for us, leaving his personal example so that we should follow on in his footsteps. He bore our sins that we might die cease to exist as sin, and live in righteousness. Come back to the shepherd and guardian, the bishop of your souls. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 5 and 6, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25b. You are the beloved of God. As sojourners, strangers and exiles in this present world of darkness, we are just passing through. Let your desires be His, your passions be His, your nature be His, so that you can wage war in the heavenlies and win souls in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 31. Those who use this world act as not misusing it, for the form of this world is passing away. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 31. And so it is. The form of this world, the form of this life, even the form of our physical selves is passing away. Believe me, turning 40 in a few weeks, I know these things. As the granddaddy of Christian rock, Larry Norman, once sang, we're only visiting this planet. Sometimes, oftentimes, I sit and think of heaven or the new Jerusalem, depending on your eschatology, and I can't wait. What anticipation! Because like that old hymn goes, I've heard about the mansion he has built for me in glory. I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. And I have, I've heard all about it. And sometimes I feel as though I'm almost there. But other times I look around me at the blue and gold sunsets, at the way shadows fall at dawn, when the whole world looks periwinkle. When I look at the face of someone wrestling in prayer, weeping, and aching to hear from his God, at the way an old person's hand looks when they hold my hand, the translucent knuckles, the crepe paper skin that smells of talcum powder, all of it, all of the things in this world that will not be in the next because all will be glorified. The sun will never set because there will be no need for the sun. There will be no shadows at dawn for all will be brightness and light. No wrestling in prayer, for our rest will finally be won, and those who close their eyes while in frail and tired skin will awaken in bodies glorified. So yes, the world 
and all in it, and its form is passing away. And we are exhorted to use the world and not misuse it, to see ourselves as the transient creation that we are. We should not hunker down and pitch our tents in this desert because we are still en route to the promised land. Those we meet along the way, those who God gifts us with, should not be misused for our gain or our pleasure or our whipping posts. They should be used for the very purpose for which they were sent to us, for us to be Jesus to them, sinners and saints alike, and the possessions that we think are our most not possess us, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And one day we will stand face to face with Jesus of Nazareth, and I can guarantee you that when that day comes, neither we nor Jesus will be concerned with who had boo-boo feelings, who had the more affluent zip code, or sexiest spouse. The things of this life will grow strangely dim, and all that will matter is how well we loved and lived Jesus. Period. Next time we'll be speaking out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18b.